Rural Focus. Hello and welcome to today's Rural Focus podcast. If you missed the radio show, well, you haven't missed anything because it's right here on the podcast. Lovely to be having your company. Hey, very soon we'll catch up with Kelly. Yeah, she's back after getting married and having a little bit of time off, but she's now back. And, well, there's another bumper edition of The Countryman, which is out right now. How did yesterday's Catanian sheep sale go? The man in the know, Mark Warren from Nutrient Livestock. He'll be around for you very soon. But right now this morning, catching up with deeper plant pathologist Kiara Beard. We're speaking about Greenbridge. So I started by asking Kiara what actually is Greenbridge. So Greenbridge is what we refer to when there's weed and crop regrowth over summer, autumn that leads into the um, next cropping season. So there's potential then for the weeds or volunteer plants to carry risk of pests, viruses and diseases into the newly emerging crops. So to minimise the risk here, uh, what are growers encouraged to monitor here? Well, after this um, year where we saw um, around the Geraldton Port Zone, mm. we saw a fair bit of wheat powdery mildew and wheat leaf rust. So we're concerned that it could spread into next season if there is a green bridge. And in other parts of the um, wheat belt, there was also wheat powdery mildew and then further south, barley powdery mildew, net blotches and scald, and they can all be carried over on green plants or else on um stubble so we're just asking people to have a look at any green plants that come up over summer and autumn and um, see what diseases if any are on them and then four weeks out from seeding it's important to eradicate any weeds and crop volunteers to um, reduce the risk of them carrying diseases and um, aphids into the next season. So the growers here are they using herbicides or whatever with this or? Yes. Yep. Yep. Yes most growers will be out there busy spraying <laughs> over summer and autumn so they yeah. don't need to be reminded really but this year we're just particularly concerned because of the cool wet finish to this season and the fact that there were some diseases like the rusts around that yeah. we don't see yeah. every season and they can be quite um, dangerous causing up to 40% yield loss in the case of wheat leaf rust so we really don't want to see an early disease no, outbreak of that no. next year. So Greenbridge, is it around all of WA or is it in certain regions of WA or...? This year, it's been a cool wet finish yeah. in lots of yeah. areas. And yeah. um, up here in Geraldton, we're seeing um, yeah the start of regrowth in um, a number of areas. And I assume, yeah, the further south you go, it's even been yeah. wetter. Yeah, so absolutely. it's bound yeah. to be in a lot of areas this year. The farmers or, or the growers, as we call them, that they, I'm sure, would need to, to budget early for uh, some fungicide sprays? Yeah, so we're going into next year, yeah, yeah. we're encouraging um, people to consider fungicide sprays and also um, in furrow or seed dressing fungicides to reduce any early risk of infection. So it really pays to know what your varieties Mm. are that you're going to be growing next year and to think about what the disease ratings of those are so that you can plan accordingly. And if they do have green bridge, do they report it through to uh, you and the team there at Deeper? If you're concerned yeah. about anything, yeah. feel free to give us a call. And I suppose, too, uh, the growers can get the latest uh, disease ratings from the 2023 WA Crop Sowing Guide, which is out. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Um, a really good resource to look at that um, because then you really know what you're possibly facing and 
if you know the disease ratings, you you've got a jump start on what you might be looking towards. And I know, and I know that you've uh, sort of put a little uh, package together up on the DPIRB website. Is that right? Yeah, a bit of a story yeah, on there we, on Pestfacts WA. We encourage everyone to yeah have a look at that to um plan for the season ahead and yeah just to keep in mind over summer and autumn. Yeah, all right. So uh, check that out today if you can. You don't really want the uh, the green bridge on your farm, hopefully. So uh, yeah, the green bridge management uh, over summer. Check out uh, the DPIRB website there. Uh, how are things uh, going in uh, around the Midwest there, Kiara? Oh, it's yeah, been an interesting um, harvest season, but um, yeah, I think growers uh, yeah finally got a bit of routine happening that it stopped raining a bit, hopefully for yeah, a while, yeah, and um, yeah. things are coming off nicely. But yeah, there are certainly a few challenges around this year that we haven't seen before with some falling numbers and yeah, just interrupted harvest that we're not mm. used to. But um, yeah, some really decent yields coming off some crops, so it's exciting to have a good um, outcome at the end of what's been an interesting season. Yeah, it certainly has been very interesting indeed. Anything else before I uh, let you go this morning? Well, I think um, one thing that would be great to mention is that as well as relying on chemicals, mm. it's also good to think about other ways of managing diseases. And one of the key ones is sowing clean seed. So um, you can treat seed with seed dressing fungicides, obviously, but it's good to test first if there's any fungal pathogens or viruses on the seed. And DDLS, the Department's Diagnostic Lab Services, offers a service for testing for things like cucumber mosaic virus in lupins, which was common this year. We also encourage people to consider rotation, crop rotation to reduce the chances of stubble-borne diseases. Um, yeah. So that's another yeah, good thing another to big keep one, in it? mind. Yeah. All right. Hey, thank you for your time today. And, uh, well, yeah, let's hope that there's uh, no green bridge out there, but uh, you just never know, really, do you? But, uh, Kiara, thank you for your time today and uh, all the best. Yep. Thanks so much, Troy. The following interview on the Rural Focus podcast is a paid interview. A reminder, this may not be the right product for you and other goods and services may be available. She's back. Yes, Rural Focus for a Thursday. The Countryman is out today and Kelly is back. Welcome back. Thank you. Thanks very much. It's good to be back. Happily married now these days. Yeah, very happily married. I can <laughs> safely say that it doesn't feel a lot different really. Um, but we had an amazing time. It was, yeah, absolutely beautiful. Yes. Very special time in your life, I think. We're feeling very loved at the moment. Yeah, so you should be as well. But uh, now back to work after a, a few weeks off and in today's paper, rainfall report. Yeah, it's straight back into it, Troy. Now, some incredible and heartbreaking images have emerged from the state's south coast. Um, we've had some record October rainfall in that area and a pretty soggy start to November as well. Um, now all that rain has turned roads into rivers and paddocks into pools. The water is so deep in some areas that farmers have started using boats to get around and to check their crops. You'll see that incredible photograph on the front page of our paper this week. Pretty big dampener on harvest, which mm. is now expected to reach nearly 24 million tonnes. Um, Shannon Behagen has been down to the south coast and caught up with some farmers down there. Some incredible photos of the damage and some really interesting um, thoughts from those growers about what they're going to do now. You've got a feature in today's paper on regional WA roads. Yeah, so this is always a pretty topical Mm. issue. Um, Shannon's been busy this week. She's also (laughs) done a special feature speaking to various truck drivers who are pretty unhappy about the state of WA's gravel road network. And they say it's um, deplorable and dangerous, the two of the words that they used, and that the state of the road means that sometimes they're actually choosing to drive in drains because the roads are so bad. Now, the Tanami and Gibb River roads in the Kimberley and the Waluna Carnegie Road and the Trans Access Road in the goldfields all in the firing line. Spoken to lots of truckies, also to some of the shires to hear what they have to say about 
state of those roads. And also in today's paper, a story on some dodgy power lines. This is a really great story by Adam. Um, now, you remember back in February, we had that horrible fire in the Wickerton Narragin area um, that destroyed 18,000 hectares and lots of sheds, lots of machinery and killed some sheep as well. Um, now, Western Power has actually discovered um, three other power line bays that are at risk of um, doing the same thing. You remember that we revealed earlier this year the blaze caused by two power lines coming together in windy and hot conditions. Um, Western Power has pledged to fix three more power line bays, um, similar to the one that caused the Wicked and Narragin fire. Pretty interesting story. Um, definitely check that out in today's Countryman. All right, yes, check out those wonderful stories and the other great stories in today's Countryman. Hey, lovely to uh, have you back. Hopefully they're uh, not too bossy there for you at, uh, at the office. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Troy. It's good to be back. Back into it. Chat next week. Thanks. See ya. The following interview on the Rural Focus podcast is a paid interview. A reminder, this may not be the right product for you and other goods and services may be available. Time right now to find out and see how yesterday's containing sheep sale went from Nutrient Livestock. Mark Warren, good morning, mate. Yeah, morning, Troy. Morning, listeners. How did you go there yesterday? Yeah, pretty nearly pretty much exactly the same numbers as last week, Troy. So we were down 128 sheep total. Uh, whole containing yarding was 6,687. Uh, uh, yarding was uh, yarding was pretty good, and uh, we're just starting to see a bit of a change in the market, especially the lambs, which is good. Um, so yeah, some good lambs yarded yesterday. So it's top of top of the lambs off from 150 to 163. They're up five to eight from last week. Better trade crossbred lambs sell from 125 to 140. They're also up five to eight. Uh, light trade lambs also up five to eight. Sold from 105 to 120. Better feeder type lambs sold from 80 to 90. Very light and plain draft sold from 50 to 60. Uh, the mutton job still struggled along a bit with a bit of competition. Uh, that was probably back three to four on uh, most grades, but uh, just mainly the heavy sheep sold from 85 to 95. Your better trade ewes sold from 80 to 85. Uh, better boning ewes sold from 65 to 70. Very light and plain ewes sold from 40 to 50. Yeah, hoggets this week, probably not as good as the previous couple of weeks. A better weather hoggets sold from 75 to 85. Very light and plain store sold from 50 to 70. Marina ewe hoggets, uh, once again, wasn't a lot of quality there this week, so a bit hard to quote on. Best what was there sold from 60 to 70. Very light and plain draft sold from 40 to 50. Uh, the ram job is actually up four to five, a little bit of competition, still not huge money, but yeah. most sales sold from basically 20 to 40, depending on condition and age. So so overall, Troy, wasn't a bad market. The mutton job's still struggling a bit, but the rest of it's uh, going along pretty well. How long away do you think the uh, will it change for, for the mutton? Oh, I think once we get uh, once we get to the end of the year, okay. <clears throat> most people would have uh, would have moved what yep. they need to move, yep. and then you know what what farmers have got left they're going to make. So um, yeah, so the the mutton job will uh, will hopefully turn around very shortly. But we're just starting to see a little bit of movement in the lamb job, which is good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So yeah, so slowly but surely, but uh, yeah, we're we're getting there slowly. Yeah, that you most certainly. Uh, no more sales around that area until probably what next week, mate. Yeah, no, we're just back to your normal trade sales now. So we've finished uh, finished our U sales and and uh, all that stuff at this stage. So yeah, so it's a the run down to Christmas, I suppose, which comes around pretty quick. <laughs> it certainly does, mate. Yeah, what are we? Uh, just about a month away now, mate. So yes. Yeah, yeah, no, it's unbelievable, really. But it is. Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, another. Another month and uh, things will quiet down a fair bit, and obviously uh, the harvest has started now, yeah. which is good for the guys. And um, 
yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how the how the job goes. All right, nice to chat as always, mate. Have a great week. We'll do it again next Thursday. Yep, thanks, Troy. Yeah, there he is, Mark Warren from Nutrient Livestock, giving us an update on what happened yesterday, a part of the Catanning sheep sale. And that is it for me today. Hey, thank you very much for your company. It's nice to roll out another podcast. And coming your way very soon, we're going to give you a chance to uh, well be a winner. We're going to be running a competition. Now, I can't say too much just yet, but we are going to have a rule-focused competition to do with harvest. Of course, harvest is getting underway around most parts now around WA. I think most of the wet weather is gone. The moisture is A-OK. People have got some workers. So with harvest up and running, we thought we'd start a, a new competition for you. What is the competition? Well, I will let you know very soon. But hey, stay with us on the Rule Focus podcast. More to be revealed over the next few days. I've been Troy Stockton. Have a wonderful day. I'll catch you back again very soon right here on the Listener App.